0: Hello, and thank you for joining us for our Watershed Sermon Podcast. Watershed is a worshiping community within Harderwijk Ministries. We gather at 945 a.m. in the Anchor Building on the Harderwijk campus on the corner of 160th and Lakewood in Holland, Michigan. We invite you to join us in person when you are able. To learn more about our Watershed community at Harderwijk Ministries, please visit harderwijk.com. I already mentioned we're diving into the, the idea of stewardship this morning. And one of the conversations, again, this is the beauty of our, our heart alike ministries. As, as pastors, we get to talk together. One of the conversations that came up and then ironically came up with family yesterday was uh, rental cars. What? Stewardship? Rent- we'll get there. <laughs> Here's the question. How do you treat rental cars? Anybody? Anybody? Anybody want to venture? <laughs> How many of you, I won't ask you to raise your hands, go, it ain't mine. I got the insurance. Woohoo! Sam and I just watched planes, trains, and automobiles. Anybody? Uh huh. Rental cars. <laughs> How many of you, maybe in a different way, were taught and, and brought up? And this was more kind of how I was brought up. And as I think about stewardship, this is where it connects, where it's the, the, the idea, the mentality of going, you know what, you've been given something that isn't yours. Can you return it in better condition than when you got it? You know, that was, that was my parents. That was, that was how I was raised. Is, listen, if you're going to borrow somebody something from somebody Try to give it back, and it, it, it better, better be at least, like in, for, for my family's world, it better be at least in the condition you got it. And, and this is the whole interesting thing about that, return it better than what you got it. Like, how do you do that? The saw blade, every time it hits a piece of wood, is, is deteriorating. I, like, I can't, like, turn back the, the clock. But at times, what, have you ever said, you know what, thanks for letting me use it, here's a new saw blade. Ooh. Right? And that's what my parents were trying to teach me. I think as we're talking about stewardship this morning, it's important to think about, like, are we leaving the world better than when we, we, we entered it? Because God actually has, as Christians, uh, has has a truth for us, a truth that we believe in, that we hold on to, and it answers this question, what is our purpose in life? Each of us has a purpose. We were created in God's image to reflect his glory in the world. That means you and I have value and worth in this world to do something. And that is to be stewards our core truth as Christians is we believe that everything I am and everything I own belongs to God. As we go through this, I'm, I'm going I'm to contend with one part of this phrase. And you'll see why in just a minute. Everything I own. My theory, my philosophy on that is, actually in all reality as Christians, we own nothing. We may think we do, but it's only by the grace of God it's been entrusted to our care. That everything I I am and everything that has been given me, maybe we'll put it that way, belongs to God. C.S. Lewis, when he um, did Mere Christianity, Mere Christianity was based off of first radio conversations in the 40s. Um, during the time of World War II. So, I mean, if you think about that, put that in context. Um, But uh, then Mere Christianity, his book, came out and uh, this was something he said about stewardship. He says, every faculty you have, your power of thinking or of moving your limbs from moment to moment is given you by God. Goes on to say, if you devoted every moment of your whole life exclusively to his service, you could not give him anything that was not, in a sense, already his. Put it this way, our lives are a gift. Your life is a gift. You may not feel that way this morning, but the good news is your life is a gift. God chose to create you love you, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. Your life is a gift. The breath we breathe today, the strength we have to stand to get here, the cars, the automobiles we've used, the jobs that we have to provide for it, the the farmer's work that provides grain to make sure we can have bread, the the work of electricians who somehow figured out somewhere along the way how hydropower could work or how coal could be used, and then those who decided to figure out mining process, all of these things are results of a God who created the world, who loves us, and provides for us 24-7 from eternity to eternity. From the very beginning when creation found its way, to the day Christ returns, and there on. God goes your life. It's a gift. Welcome to the journey. Join in. In this, we're reminded in Psalm 24, throughout this whole series,'ve been giving you a couple verses that if you're going to hang your hat on maybe any verses, just here's a couple. Psalm 24 says this, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Our God is the creator. This world is his. God owns everything. If we continue in his Psalms in Psalm 50, as, as God in, in, in the psalmist writes about offerings. We hear these words and starting in Psalm 50, verse 9. I have no need, God says. I have no need of a bull from your stall or of goats from your pens. For every animal of the forest is mine. I don't need you to somehow give that to me because I already own them, <laughs> right? The cattle, thousand hills, those are mine. Verse 11. He goes, I know every bird in the mountains, the insects in the field, they're mine. If I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you. For the world is mine and all that's in it. I don't need to ask for permission from that. And yet he still says, sacrifice, thank offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High. As much as God doesn't need our offerings, they're still required of us in his economy in the world. He says, So sacrifice, thank offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High. Call on me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. You will honor me. In essence, God says, Trust me. Right? Everything is mine, but I want you to trust me. Why can we trust him? Because we are stewards. That is what we were created to be. We weren't created like cattle. We weren't created like monkeys. (laughs) We were created as image bearers of God. In Genesis 1, we're moving through a lot of scripture today, so I hope you're following me. But Genesis 1, the first book of the Bible, right after God, it says that we were created in his image. It says, now God blessed them. He blessed Adam and Eve and in turn has blessed humanity. Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, over every living creature that moves on the ground. Those words actually mean to steward, to manage it, to take care of it. Not dominate it, not overuse it, not abuse it, but, but tend to it. Then God said, listen, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for your food and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground. Everything that has breath of life in it. Right? I give every green plant for food. And it was so. In our DNA, what was I made for? What was I created for? Listen, now all of us have unique gifts and abilities and talents. All of us do different work, so on and so forth. Yet all of us have the same call in our lives. It's not just to follow Jesus, but to be image bearers that steward God's world. That we steward all of life. That's what we were created to be, stewards of life, stewards of creation, stewards over all that live and move and breathe, stewards of the things that give us food to eat, stewards, caretakers, managers, administrators of all that God has created for his good purposes. Ephesians 2, this continues on with, We were God's handiwork. Right? Created in God's image. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do what? To do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. When we reflect God and when we take care of what has been entrusted to us in that life which is around us, we show God's goodness to the world. Paul goes on then to say in 1 Corinthians 3, He goes, not just life in general, but he goes, do you not know that you are God's temple? So as we think about life, big, general, we think about creation, Paul says, but do you realize that you're to be a steward of your own body? Your own self? Why? Because just like life is a gift, think about this. You have a holy purpose. You are a living temple of God's presence in this world. You think you don't have value? You have absolute, immense value. God seeks to dwell with you, live within you. Seeks to live his life and purpose out through you. You are a temple. You are his handiwork. God's spirit dwells in you. If anyone destroys God's temple, man, God will destroy him. God takes seriously how we steward our lives, for God's temple is holy. And you're that temple. Not only how we live and move and are as a person, but how are we as the church? Because the church is the very body of Christ. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, Scripture tells us, there I am. Are we stewarding life? That's what we were created to do. We were created to reflect God's image, not just last week we talked about in showing compassion, but in all aspects. We're caretakers of what God took care of to create, right? What he uniquely designed and put in place. And he said, you have worth and value. You have purpose. That which comes into decree, are you managing it? Are you using it for my glory? Are you using it to promote life? Or are you using it for purposes that just join in what the devil does that steal, kills, and destroys? Often comes in self-centeredness and selfishness. When it's me, myself, and I, Instead of, Lord, what do you want? It's not just life then within us. It's not just life and creation, but it's also time. As we're stewards of life, God has created 24-7 time within this creation. He lives over and above that. That's beyond my mind. Like We will not have a conversation on time today. An eternal God stands outside of it, and somehow, this is 24-7, watch Interstellar, and that movie will mess with your brain. And that begins to, like, help me comprehend. So we'll, I diverge. Bring us back. All right. Because Matthew, what, Matthew McConaughey's in there? You know, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay. But time. Ephesians reminds us, look carefully, then, how you walk. Right? How we walk, how we live, not as unwise, but wise, making the best use of time. Because the days are evil. There's sin in our moments in our days. We live in a fallen and broken world. God says, time, every, every breath we take matters. Folks, we have purpose, we have value as stewards of life. And the question becomes, do we reflect God's purposes for that life and how we live as stewards? Or are we showing something else? Jesus tells a story, and, and I'm going to move on to kind of this next idea that we're stewards of stuff. As we think about creation, we think about our own self-lives, our our, our flesh and our blood. As we think about the time we have, we think about the church. uh, We think about things like money and cars and homes and food. Well, Jesus has a conversation, interesting conversation with a ruler. And it goes like this. It's in Luke 18. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He goes, first of all, why do you call me good? And it's an interesting question because he says what? No one is good except God alone. So he's like, let's test. Do you think I'm God? <laughs> like, this is an interaction that, that's going to happen throughout this whole 12-verse story. Is it, Jesus is trying to go, okay, you're going to really follow me? Because I'm going to say this, stewardship is a lordship issue. He says, so why do you call me good? Because only God is good. He goes on to say this, you know the commandments. You shouldn't commit adultery, you shouldn't murder, you shouldn't steal, you shouldn't give false testimony, honor your father and mother. And the ruler says, man, all these things I've kept since I was a boy. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, well, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have, give to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. I don't know, maybe some of you have heard this before, right? And then all of a sudden he goes, well, okay, so, I'm, so I'm, is, is, is the reflection for today, I need to now go get rid of everything? Give it? No, let's, let's listen in. For this, man, there's a heart issue. There's something going on. Why? Because when he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. And Jesus looked at him and said, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Indeed, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard asked, well, then who can be saved? he goes, and what's impossible with man is possible with God. At the end of the day, our salvation isn't anything we ourselves can do or have done. It's Christ and Christ alone. Peter says to him in verse 28, Well, we've left everything to follow you, right? The disciples are thinking, well, you just said, give everything up and then this is the way it goes. And Jesus says, hey, truly I tell you, no one who's left home or wife or brothers or sisters or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come eternal life. Jesus expands it beyond just finances. Jesus brings it back to, listen, the reality is we're stewards of all of the stuff God has entrusted to our care. And, and, and the question is, God, what's your purpose for? Fill in the blank. He knew for the rich, this rich young ruler, he had a God. And it was both his own self-righteousness to fulfill all of the laws, I've done all of those, but it was also to the idol of wealth. And Jesus has the ability to look into the things because this is oftentimes what happens, right? Whether it's our, our, our own flesh, whether it's the stuff of our lives, we tend to bend our knee. All of us do, myself included. Right? I mean, I'm in a house now that we've been in for a year and a half-ish. Man, I love that thing, <laughs> And if God said, hey, Aaron, I want you to get up and move as a family. I want you to put a for sale, out, for sale sign in the front. I can tell you what, all four of us, <laughs> whew, going to be a little struggle. <laughs> and that's a good gut check. It goes, okay, Aaron, well, are you going to listen to me or are you going to look back and think you earned this and somehow you deserve this? Somehow this is yours. I like to fill in the blank. But God, I worked hard. I put in 60 hours this week. Anybody? (laughs) Right? But God, I just want to say, I deserve this. Listen, I'm, I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to any one of us. So often in the life we have been given by God, we say this is our life. It's my life. And then, because I, I struggled, I put it already in those the slides. Right, we're stewards of stuff. I already hit. We're stewards of our life. We're stewards of our stuff. And then I went back and I was like, "Dude, man, I'm wrong, even in the slides." Because <laughs> the good news and the gospel is, God has given us all that is in our lives. It's a gift. As we prepare for Thanksgiving, that's the joy of Thanksgiving is realizing life is a gift. The more I live into the good news that, man, my, the very breath I have, God, fill, help me fill in the blank. What's your purpose for this? So that when I think, man, God, my kids are not actually my kids. They're his. God, what's your purpose for their lives? All of a sudden, my life changes. My priorities change. In changing the way we, we set a budget in our lives. I thought I'd miss it. I don't miss it one bit. And in it, God has made me more generous. And guess what? He's still got a long way to go with that work in my life. Find out I don't miss what isn't mine. But what God uses for good. When I live in gratitude, When I'm grateful that I can afford to get the rental car and that it's not mine, and maybe I should take care of it, I might just appreciate it that much more. A couple weeks ago, when I wasn't here, Kendra and I were celebrating our 20th anniversary. Kendra is not my wife, she is a daughter of God my commitment to her as her husband is to help her become the best she can be in Jesus Christ and see the best that she already is in his eyes I don't always steward her well and steward what has been trusted to my care but by God's grace and God's help I can grow God, what's your purpose for? Fill in the blank. I wonder today what's in your blank. Last thing that we're stewards of today is the gospel. And that brings us right to what we're doing as a church, right? As we think about being the church together, we together are steward of the good news of Jesus Christ. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians This is how one should regard us, as servants of Christ, as stewards of the mysteries of God. That's the good news. That's the gospel of Jesus. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. Right. If something is entrusted to our care, if we're, we're called to be managers, whether it's at work or in our homes, whether it's of our budgets or whether it's of our children, whether it's of the lives of our friends, whether it's of the creation that is around us, God's only call is that we be faithful. And we be faithful, how? By the grace of God. God isn't sitting there expecting us to be perfect. He knows that we can't be. That was why Jesus had to go. And Paul would actually say this in 2 Corinthians. He goes, "For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sake became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich." That's what stewardship looks like of the time and the life that God has given us, the resources God has given us and entrusted to our care. We're to steward the gospel. That's the goal of the church. It's the goal of us as a community here at Hardwick. I wrote down some of the things that as we together steward God's resources, I'm I'm thinking about this. Like Through this community, by God's grace, we've been able to provide transitional homes for people. I can't do that by myself. (laughs) You know, families have been able to adopt children because of generosity from you as a community. Children who otherwise may not have been able to have homes. Food. Right? I threw out in the email this week, the Neighbors Plus Pantry. We can use some more, more help on that because we had 10 families go through with need. But guess what? Through the people stewarding God's resources, others are being blessed in the goodness and the kindness of Jesus Christ. Right, I think about kids. I think about how hard heart like me and one of the things I love is through like open anchor, through functions, through youth ministries, through gems and cadets, through, through Sunday school and the middle of worship where we can provide a safe place for kids to come and find who they truly are. And that is an identity in Jesus where they are loved. And that becomes the foundation of their identity in their life. Talk about no greater security in the world. Not that kids are told, hey, by the way, go figure it out. No, they're told, you are loved, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Through stewarding God's resources, that gets to happen. That's safe. And people, in general, hopefully we're creating safe space for you to be who you are. Not put on a face. Not pretend. You get to come with warts and scars with a story because every one of us has it. Amen? All of us, our stories go, there I go, but by the grace of God, right? I am here because it's been God's grace, God's gift. Because if it had been up to me, whew. But we can be that together. A place where we're not canceling each other but we're listening to each other. A place where differences, maybe we can learn, we can iron sharpen iron. Where folks, where grief, when we go through grief and hardship, when we find needs, those can be met. Opportunities for us to grow and become something more than we were. Opportunities for us to worship and be reminded of what's the most foundational elements of our life so that we can walk back into the world. We can take a halftime breath to keep playing, get back into the second quarter. Second quarter, second half, I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting confused. Too many sports going on right now. NBA, NHL, NFL, blah, blah. <laughs> But when we steward God's resources, we can be a catalyst for missions that go across seas. Not just in our own communities. Bible translation can happen. Evangelism, lives can be changed in Ireland, in Africa, in Honduras. Do you see the potential of life? All because we say, Lord, it's yours. It's not mine. I will say this you cannot outgive God. Try and see. Because, man, if we're doing it for His glory, God continues to provide. Sometimes provision gets you just by. Sometimes provision is in abundance. But guess what? It's amazing how when our well seems a little empty and we're being the church, others might actually help fill that well because they were called to generosity. You see the cycle? When we're called to be stewards, man, life happens. Bill Peel, he's uh, been part of the 24-7 project, kind of leads the Faith at Work Summit Author, pastor says this, this is the fundamental principle of biblical stewardship. God owns everything. We are simply managers or administrators acting on his behalf. What's my purpose? To take what God has entrusted to my care and to serve him to his glory, his kingdom purposes. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it The world and all who live it. For he founded it on the seas, he established it on the waters. I believe that everything I am, everything I own, belong to God. God, what's your purpose for? Fill in the blank. What's in that blank for you today? Let's pray. God, thank you for the gospel, the good news. The good news that, Lord, we are created fearfully and wonderfully. May we are your handiwork, created in your image. And as image bearers, Lord, we know we don't reflect that image um, all the time, or sometimes all that well. And yet, it never removes your purposes for us. You never kick us out. You never downgrade us. We are always stewards. Of this life you've given us. I mean, it goes to your grace giving us the thousandth chance to go again, to take a new step. It goes to the grace of going, man, today I've got breath. What am I going to do with it, Lord? Today I've got this life. What am I going to do with it? Because, Lord, it's yours. Father, in our purpose, when we live for your glory, it's stewards. God, there is life. There is meaning. There is purpose. We see some beauty that we could never conjure up on our own. So, Lord, I pray that you help us see the goodness and the kindness and the grace that comes with that role as stewards. That today we hear good news that we get to join in your life-giving work in this world. And then, Lord, I'm going to pray that you help us. Help us as we wrestle with the things that are in our blanks. Father, whether it's a relationship, whether it's money, whether it is um, our time and how we use it, whether it's how we deal with creation and treat it as a is it a renewable resource or is it something that actually we can wear out lord do we steward the role we have at work and what's been entrusted to our care well do we steward our commitments and the things we give our word to father help us lead us And we have the courage to ask this question more in our lives. Lord, and the beauty is if we steward life well, we're living into the purpose we were created for, uh, there's going to be more joy, more blessing than we could ever comprehend. And I pray that for my brothers and sisters this morning blessing upon blessing, joy that is never ending. By your grace. Thank you for allowing us to join in your kingdom work. Stewards of your kingdom. Stewards of this life. For Lord, everything is yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. To learn how to get involved in our watershed community or how to support Harderwike Ministries, please visit us at harderwike.com.